Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 232 is entitled, What is Real? Part 3, Ariel A., The Creation, Assumptions 1 through 15. Podcast 230, What is Real? Part 1, contains the introduction. Podcast 231, What is Real? Part 2, Laplace's Demon contains the fundamental assumptions of science. In this podcast, 232 Part 3, and in continuing podcasts, I shall present the fundamental principles of Christianity as it relates to the story of creation. We make our decisions based on our worldview. Laplace's Demon represents the worldview of atheists who believe in science and in an accidental universe. Ariel represents the worldview of Christians who believe in God and in intelligent design. It is important that we know the worldview that governs our lives and helps shape our decisions. It translates into behavior, how we view ourselves and how we view others, how we view good and evil, how we view free will, agency, liberty and freedom, how we vote, how we view politics, government, education, morality how we view issues such as abortion, gender, marriage, family. It is important that we understand the underlying assumptions of our worldview and their consequences. Of course, it is far beyond the scope of these podcasts to examine all worldviews. That would be encyclopedic. I present only two worldviews, science and Christianity, for those are the two warring factions that is split in our country today. Science is divided into two parts. One, practical science the temporal laws of science strictly based on the principle of causality. Two, theoretical science, which are unprovable theories inductively drawn from practical science. It is theoretical science based on false analogy, non-sequitur, improbabilities, and logical fallacies that I attack. Theoretical science is the cause of destruction in our democracy today. In fact, Theoretical science is destroying the world and leading to a one-world view driven by a lust for money and power. Christianity, as we know, is splintered into many denominations. No one can speak for all Christians. And many devout Christians will take strong issue with some of my assumptions presented in the Ariel podcast. I ask you to look beyond individual interpretation, replacing arguable assumptions with your own interpretation or assumption, and using your emendations Consider the assumptions as a whole, taken from the King James Bible, for collectively they do represent the worldview of very many Christians. Satan is at war with Christianity, and Satan is using the theories of science to destroy Christianity in the world, not just in America. He is targeting the billion Christians worldwide. If he wins the battle against Christianity, then world destruction will not be far behind. In my imaginary world, I have Laplace's demon, who represents pure science, sitting on top of a very high mountain overlooking a busy freeway, which symbolizes the flow of life. Think of the freeway as symbolizing the earth and its people busily going about their affairs, north, south, east, and west. Laplace's demon is the quintessential scientist with access to all the scientific data. 
And from that infinite amount of data, he predicts events on Earth using the most powerful computer in the world and the strict scientific method. He is about wealth and power. He has become the richest man in the world because people from all over the world pay him for advice. He has become the most powerful man in the world because he has unlimited money and unlimited power over people. He has the mark of the beast. He not only accurately predicts their future using the infinite scientific information at his fingertips, but he also teaches them the meaning of life based on ten assumptions accepted by science as scientific truths. His world is entirely without God and without a belief in intelligent design. He believes only in the scientific method. He believes in an accidental universe governed by the principle of causality. In the previous podcast, I listed the assumptions upon which Laplace's demon based his theories. He does not believe in a pre-mortal life or in a post-mortal life. When you die, the elements of your lifeless body dissolve into that vast cosmic ocean of invisible matter to be reassembled by another accidental fluctuation in some unknown future. Consequences only apply to this life. There are no absolutes. After death, there is nothing. Sitting on the ledge of a very high mountain directly across from Laplace's demon, I have a prophet of God named Ariel. He too observes the busy traffic below. His audience is small but steady. True believers come from far distances to seek his advice. His advice is free to all. In this podcast, I shall do for Ariel what I did for Laplace's demon in the previous podcast. In other words, I shall list the assumptions upon which Ariel bases his advice. Laplace's demon represents one worldview, a world without God. Ariel represents another worldview, a world with God. With Laplace's demon, I used only the ten most destructive assumptions and biggest logical fallacies modern science offers. With Ariel, I draw 66 assumptions from the King James Bible outlining God's plan of salvation for man. In presenting Ariel's view of the universe and the purpose of man, I shall begin with the creation story as given in the first verse of the book of Genesis of the Old Testament. Genesis 1.1 In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. That leads us to the first assumption upon which Ariel bases his conclusion. 1. Both heaven and earth were created by God through intelligent design. Next in the story of creation, we look at the creation of life in the sea. Genesis 1, 20-22 And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life, and fowl, that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. We learn from that, that life first began in the sea. Even the fowl came out of the sea, and flew above the earth. Next we learn about the creation of the beasts. Genesis 1, 24-25 And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw 
that it was good. And finally, we learned about the creation of man. Genesis 1, 26 through 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. From that we draw a few more conclusions or assumptions upon which Christians form their worldview. 2. God created all creatures in their order, suggesting that he used strict laws of creation within species after their kind, using male and female. 3. God created mankind, male and female, in his image and after his likeness. In other words, we look like God in the same way that children look like their parents. In verse 7 of Genesis, we learn another important feature about man. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. From that we draw the following assumption. 4. We have both a spirit body in the image of God, and a physical body after the likeness of God. Life is only in the spirit body. The spirit or breath of life and body combined comprise the soul. The creation story continues. Genesis 2, 21-24 And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. That gives us another important assumption. 5. Marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. Marriage is ordained by God to multiply and replenish the earth. No other method is authorized. For more assumptions, we turn next to the intercessory prayer recorded in John 17. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. If we add the story of Christ's baptism from Matthew 3, 16-17, we get a fuller picture of the Trinity. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. From that we learn the following assumptions. 6. 
The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are three separate beings. 7. We gain eternal life only through the Son. 8. Life eternal is knowing the Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who was sent by the Father. 9. Jesus Christ came to earth to do the will of the Father. 10. Christ was God even before coming to the earth. We are taught other eternal truths in the intercessory prayer. John 17:17. 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The important assumptions we learn from verse 17 are 11. The word of God is truth. 12. The laws of God are the word of God. The word of God is truth. Therefore, the laws of God are truth. 13. Christ sanctifies us through law. That is why obedience to law is necessary. Though there are many, we shall take away one final assumption from the intercessory prayer. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The assumption is, 14. Christ existed before the creation of the world. Naturally, we must limit our assumptions. Nonetheless, let's turn to the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men do revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Matthew 5, 3-11 We learn the following assumptions. 15. Spiritual laws, just like temporal laws, are also based upon the principle of causality. There is a cause, and for every cause, there is an effect. We sometimes refer to them as commandments with a promise. Thank you. In podcast 234, we shall continue with the assumptions that form Ariel's Christian worldview. Let me also remind you of our library published on Buzzsprout of nearly 400 podcasts. Please download all or part to your electronic device for free. Simply type in A New Voice of Freedom and tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.